Money and education, education and money. People tell you that if you get a college degree, it would lead to a better life. But what they don't talk about is the money involved in that process. So many levels. My next guest has helped hundreds of Thousands of students make smart decisions with their money, relationships, and education. He's a national best-selling author and travels the country as a Ramsey personality, spreading his encouraging message to help teens and young adults start their lives off right. His latest book, Debt-Free Degree, launches this month. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Anthony O'Neill. Oh, man. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on, sir. Appreciate the opportunity. Oh, where where are we calling you? Where are you calling in from, my friend? Man, right now I'm on book tour. So I'm in uh, Los Angeles, California today and tomorrow. Then we fly out to um, Denver, Colorado, then from there to Houston. So I'm just out here traveling the world, trying to spread this message and help a lot of parents and young people as much as I possibly can. Well, you know, we I just left Houston. Houston is my uh, where I was born and raised. I have a home in Houston. So I know that's a great great place to eat. I'll be in Los Angeles yes, on uh, Friday, so we're kind of like missing ourselves. I will not be in Denver, even though Denver, Colorado, is Colorado is my favorite state. I love the weather <laughs> there. I love the uh, the views in Colorado. So you're going to a lot of places that I enjoy, which means that yes, you're sir, changing yes, lives. Well, I'm looking what... forward to Denver to see the people, but not for the weather. It's snowing and cold up hey, here. I'm, so I'm, I love I'm a black brother. <laughs> I don't know where I'm a black brother too, but I love that cold. <laughs> I'm gonna send you some photos. They go if you dress like me, Mr. O'Neill, yeah. you wouldn't yes, mind sir. going to Denver because, brother, I got some clothes. <laughs> Let's talk about you in this book, man. I read it and I enjoyed it. And uh, my, I got a 22 year old daughter who's in college. She's a junior. Uh, I brag about it because she's a National Honor Society student. But of course, she has a dad, and her dad yeah. is paying for her education, so she's not hitting in these moments where you have to concern yourself about debt free. Now, her dad went to college. And I had some grants that allowed me to go through college, and then I worked part-time at night. So I left college debt-free. I had no issues wow. about credit card problems and things like that. So I clearly understand there is an issue. There are companies on TV right now that tell you if you give it, we can, we can get you out of college debt. There are people, on t- the politicians, trying to create formats where you can walk away from the debt. So this book and this conversation you're having is a national epidemic. I'm going to use the word epidemic that people are trying to figure out how they can fix it. What is your book telling us what to do? Talk about that. Well, my book is really much, pretty much the step-by-step process to how we can get our young people into college and through college 100% debt-free. We got $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. The average student would graduate with about $35,000 in student loan debt. But then a fifth of our students would graduate with $100,000 or more. You know, so many people are relying on the government for the student loan forgiveness program and all this other type of stuff. But here's my thing. We need to start taking ownership for ourselves. And I graduated um, high school, $35,000 in debt, homeless before I, before I was 19 years old, and took out $10,000 student loans. And nobody really explained to me what exactly will these loans do for my future. And so just after doing a bunch of research and just really diving in with my team and I, you know, we literally came up with the process of saying, here, here is a step-by-step process on how you can get your child into college and through college 100% debt-free. This is not just an encouragement book. This is from 7th grade through 12th grade. If you follow this plan, your child will go to school debt-free. Right. Now, the interesting thing, before we get started, uh, I, it was something. What, what is a, I'm going to ask this commercial because it kept popping up. What is a Dave Ramsey personality? Because it's mentioned as part so, of your credits. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dave Ramsey is a financial guru, mentor of mine, and uh, and and the, the pretty much the leader of 
uh, my current career. Um, you know, everyone knows Dave Ramsey for the number two, number three talk radio show in the world. And so he's bringing in personalities who will help spread his message and our own messages. You know, Dave is preparing to uh, for succession. So whenever he plans to retire or whenever God transitions him, <laughs> mm-hmm. he wants to make sure that his company um, and his message can still reach the world. So there's five of us. You have his daughter. Then you have Chris Hogan, Ken Coleman, Chrissy Wright. Then you have myself. Mm-hmm. And then we're all in different different spokes, I would say. I'm in the team millennial and African-American space. It's yes, really sir. helping young people avoid debt, get out of debt, and build wealth. Mm-hmm. And then you have Chris Hogan, who's focused on helping people retire millionaires and in and, and that spoke. And then Ken Coleman, helping young people get into their dream jobs and careers. So we're all in our different spaces. Uh, Dave Ramsey is the head personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have nearly a 1,000 team members there in Nashville, Tennessee. And we're just here to help people be good stewards of their money, become debt-free, and just build wealth and leave a legacy rather than dying with debt and just living paycheck to paycheck. Well, it's great because uh, I wanted to get that explained because a lot of people try. He's a mentor, but now he's a business relationship as well, which is really good. Now, how did you come across creating this relationship with someone like a Dave Ramsey? You know, for me, I was uh, pastoring in Jacksonville, Florida. I had the opportunity to serve up beneath the great Bishop Rudolph McKissick Jr. in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, about nearly 30,000 members. And there, I, what I was doing was taking my message into high schools, into colleges, and traveling around the world, pe- speaking for people like Bishop T.D. Jakes, uh, Bishop Eddie Long before he passed, Dr. Creflo Dollar, some big names, um, and just really spreading the message of life skills to young people from a spiritual perspective. Mm-hmm. And grew one of the largest youth ministries, um, urban youth ministries, in the world. And so uh, with building something such as that and traveling as much as I was traveling, I was getting different uh, opportunities from different people, um, and Dave Ramsey was one of them. Him and his team was looking for a good millennial guy to come in and spread the message. Um, And then they seen this young, sharp African-American man who made some mistakes, uh, who's a flawed brother, but still has a passion to help people uh, with the God-fearing message. And they asked me to come in, and I joined the team five years ago, actually. Okay. Now, early on in the book, when you talk about you know, your, your father and you talk about how you were, how, how, how it benefited you to go to school. Was it the, the GI plan or the... Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So my father served 35 years in the Army, and so I had my father's GI Bill. We didn't know anything about college. We didn't know anything about scholarships, uh, but I had my father's GI Bill. Then I also had a partial scholarship from the NFL, the National Forensics League. Mm-hmm. So when I went off to college, I honestly didn't need a dime for school, mm-hmm. but I took out $10,000 just to fund my lifestyle. I know. Then, I know. I know. It's, it's crazy. I, you know, like I said, I, I saw my friends, the car, the, the clothes, yeah. the food, you know, the apartment, and not realizing that, guess what? Somebody's going to ask for this, and you may not have the <laughs> you may not have the full time job to be able to pay it back. But God, you're living great. Let's go. Oh and, man, I had a blast. You know, I was treating all the young ladies out to eat. I was putting sound in the back absolutely. of the car, rims on the car. You know, I had it. But you know, you're right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you on the cover here. Got your Shinola watch on and everything. I'm looking at you, brother. You <laughs> know, okay, because I, 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 I got a Shinola, so I know you got. I know you got style. I know you. I know you understand that swag conversation. Yes, sir. Uh, Anthony, let me ask you this: like, You know, I just finished a big contract with uh, Air National Guard and. And one of the things was about, you know, they'll pay for the college education, serve close to home, weekend warrior. I didn't see anything like that as part of your, your book, uh, any of the reserves or any of the armed national guards or as an option to be able to go to them, to be able to enlist and be and allow them to pay for their education. Any reason why you didn't choose to put any of them into your book? 
Well, no, they're, they're briefly in the book. I didn't yeah. do a full chapter on mm-hmm. the Army Reserve or about the military. I mm-hmm. did list out different options and different opportunities to do it. Um, a lot of people are aware of what the Army and the military brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it, clearly in the book, what I really wanted to do was just give everyone a clear route option um, and all of the options. So I couldn't afford to go through every single thing, but we do mention and we do have a quick page or two in the book about what will the Army and the military provide right. um, for that as well. Also, let's start but I'm from, a huge component of it, though. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's uh, let's talk about the the book and who you're reaching and things like that. Start from the beginning, okay? We, we you talked about your story, 19 homeless. You know, you you you, you built a huge ministry. Uh, you're reaching millennials. And what is the number one mistake that a person, uh, in college or about to go to college or graduate from college, is doing with their finances? Well, there's two things. I would say the top two things, the top two mistakes that I'm seeing with young people today and even parents is that they're taking out student loans and they do not have a vision and a plan for their lives. So uh, I always tell people up front, if you really want to go to college, let's go to college. And if you want to go to college debt-free, we got to take debt off of the table and we got to have a vision. We got to have a plan for what we're going to do. Are you stepping back and are you doing the research to see what career, do you, what career field do you want to get into? Or if you don't know the career field, what's your major you want to get into? Mm-hmm. Once you identify that major, just, let's make sure that it's profitable. Let's make sure you're not getting, you know, a major in something that you're only going to be making thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars a year for the rest of your life. Let's make sure that you're getting something profitable. Um, but then the student loans things, you know, we're seeing it right now. A study just came out yesterday. A 28-year-old just paid off $108,000 in student loans, and she was just devastated. She was like, if I could do it all over again, I would go to school, but I would not borrow a dime for school. Right. Because when she graduated, she had to spend the next six years focusing on that and living at home. So those are the two top mistakes that I'm seeing from young people. Well, you know, it's really interesting because uh, those mistakes happen. And uh, I always tell people, if you can get something easy, you have to take a step back to realize what what's making it easy. What's making it? Because yeah. getting college, getting student loans, it's not difficult to get them. They you apply for, they don't really turn you down. They give you the money, and next thing you know, you that's the part of the. Con- I don't think there's enough good quality counseling that's tied to these student loans. It's, that will show right. a student, look, I know you want this, but check this out. Am I right when I'm saying that? I think that no, you're. You're hitting the dead on. You know, I'm a junior, and, and my, me and my dad went into the class, and we were just asking our counselor, like, hey, what do we do? And they just said, hey, it's all good. He can apply for student loans. Boom, here are some books. Go look at the school options. So, which is why I wrote the book, because um, it, it, there's really not enough information out there to help show young people the opposite way, the other way. Uh, we're just very big. Hey, you want to go to Harvard? Take out student loans. You want to go to Yale? Take out student loans. Go to these big Ivy League schools. And we and come back what broke. we're doing is <laughs> come back broke basically. Yeah, in debt. exactly. In debt. Come back very broke. You okay, know, we, I met a uh, young kid, uh, graduated. He's twenty four years old. Graduated from. Hey, Harvard, Anthony, let me let me let me go to the break right quick, debt. Anthony, and uh, so we can continue this conversation. We're talking to Anthony's book. He's on tour right now, calling from Los Angeles. Debt free degree. It launches this month. Buy the book this month. Hi there. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. On the phone is Anthony O'Neill. He's on his book tour. Book is called Debt Free Degree. Uh, launches this month. He's uh, traveling the country. Um, he's under the big profile of uh, Dave Ramsey uh, personalities. They really carve out different markets to really focus and and educate people about finances and how they can live a better life. Before we get started here, Anthony, it was something I wanted to read that 
part of their notes. They said, according to the Wall Street Journal, the average college student graduates graduates with $35,000 in student loans, and the average starting salary for college graduates is $50,000 $50, per year before taxes. Yeah, 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 and this is, this is startling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you really think about it, like, is, was that investment a good return on uh, my investment? Which, and here's the thing, colleges are expensive, but it doesn't have to be expensive. If right. we can step back and just say, you know what, let me just do the quality research. For an example, you can go to UNC Pembroke, and the average tuition there that you're going to spend at this school is going to be $500 a semester. So this is $1,000 for a school year, $4,000 for a bachelor's degree. So if you spend $4,000 for a bachelor's degree and you come out making $50,000 before taxes, now that's a good ROI. But if you go to school and graduate with thirty-five dollars to $100,000, to $200,000, that's not a good ROI. Again, it's expensive to go to school, but if you follow the plans in my book, it doesn't have to be expensive. Well, that, that also can affect your relationships, too, you know. You know, you're dating somebody. Because people look at things differently now, you know. It is, you know, you're deeply in debt. You got $150,000. You work in a good job, but you can't, can't live in a certain place. You have to have roommates to live. It really can affect your confidence and also your outlook on your future. So when you're talking about fixing the problem before they get to college so they can have a debt-free degree, it really can affect you socially and also potential relationships because you mentioned that in your, in your credits about how debt can affect a relationship. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, the young ladies today, 40% of them are saying, hey, they don't want to date other brothers because they're, <laughs> not, they're not financially stable. Right. But so it's not just impacting their relationships, but it's also preventing millennials from purchasing homes. Mm-hmm. It's also preventing married millennials from have, considering having kids, um, from really going after their dreams, or even just getting into their dream career field. Because if you're graduating with 40 thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars to two hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt you need to go get that first job immediately because those student loans come due within six months so they're rushing into a job and not really going into the career for the career field that they went to school for so debt is delaying and slowing and killing our dreams uh and that's one thing i'm just really fighting against like hey Let's get the education. Well, Let's graduate going into our future, not worried about our past. We know, talking to you, you're a numbers guy. And it's really, yeah. when I, my degree is in mathematics, and numbers mean something to me. When I see stuff like uh, it takes an average of 20 years for people to pay off student loans. I mean, you know, if you buy a home, what do they give you? They give you two options, 30-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage. 15. And so, yeah. so you've got 20 years. you sitting over here. You know, you're in the middle of a, a, a mortgage opportunity right now that you have to make a decision on that also – when you're filing for these these loan applications, do you have to put this information down? The loan debt? No, no, you know you don't. You really don't, man. You just fill out FAFSA. You, they just ask you a couple of questions about your family, your parents, and the income that your uh, family is having, and then boom. You, I mean, it's it's pretty much ninety nine percent approval rates with uh, the student loans. I'll say ninety nine point nine percent. But let's do the math, though. Okay, right. so you're going to spend 20 years paying it back. Right. If the average in-state school costs you six to eleven thousand dollars, let's say you stay at home, you eat at home, and you drive to school. So let's say worst-case scenario, you spend ten thousand dollars a year. You're right. a math guy. I'm a math guy. Mm-hmm. Divide ten thousand dollars over 12 months. That's eight hundred and thirty-three dollars mm-hmm. a month between parents and the child. You should be able to pay for that. Right. So again, it goes back. Do you want to spend? 
you know, $833 a month for four years, getting your degree debt-free? Or do you want to spend 20 years spending a lot of money, and a lot of that's going towards your interest, not even your principal? Really, uh, there's a couple of things you said in the book that, that I kind of naturally did that, that saved me. Like, for instance, I graduated from University of Houston, but I also went to community college as well. Okay. So, which allowed me to spend less money at the community college, took courses that were transferable. And so when, you, when you're making these financial decisions, sometimes the ego got to get pulled back too. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, man. I'm laughing because you, you, you're, you're teaching everything in my book for me, man. I mean, let's just do the math, though. I mean, community college is going to be free to about $5,000. In the state of Tennessee, your first two years of community college is 100% free. Right. So you can go there. You're going to save yourself $20,000 right there. But – what we're doing is we're allowing our kids to take a kid's approach to an adult decision. And they want to go off to Harvard. They want to go off to these big schools because they're popular. That's where their friends are going. You know, they like the football team where they, they like the Greeks or the sororities over there. When right. really they're not thinking about the future, like what are their future 40, 50-year-old selves going to be saying? So mm-hmm. I am a huge, huge advocate for young people going to community colleges because two plus two equals four. Whether you go right. to Harvard, Yale, Princeton, community college, as long as you get the four-year degree, you're good. And how you get it, it doesn't matter. But to me, a person choosing to go to the community college route is smart because they're thinking about their future. Absolutely. My daughter, even though she is, her education is paid for. She does work at a subway on the weekend. Just just let people know that a lot of people in their mind, they feel that, and she is a full-time student. You can work. You don't have to put all your energy into your academics. You can work on the part-time jobs and be able to pull some of those expenses back. The key in this whole conversation is pulling back on what you unnecessary expenses because those loans can create unnecessary expenses. The reason I loved your book, and really when I looked at it and I was reading it, you start in middle school with this plan. Yes. You know, yes, I do. I, it, it's I like, do. it's like yes. okay, because you know, most people start in high school, which is really too late. Because you don't have that mindset, that mentality about what you got to do to, you know, you, this is about money. If you're going to start teaching people about money, you better start early when money, money doesn't mean anything to them. You have to teach people that money does mean something to them. So you started in middle school. Talk to us about that. Well, I started in middle school because, you know, I'm, I, we, when you go on social media, man, you see these elementary <laughs> kids, five-year-olds out there dancing and remembering hip-hop music songs and dance moves. And mm-hmm. it really started irking me because I'm like, if they could remember all this stuff that is not helping them, then they could remember money. You know, and so we're already teaching my nephews at the age of five, six years old, you know, how to work for money, you know, why we avoid debt, why we do not borrow money. Um, and so when you can have that conversation as early as that sixth and seventh grade, time frame, Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're just putting something inside of their minds. Mm -hmm. You're giving them something to dream. You're giving them something to really look up to. um, And you're really having that conversation earlier on. So by the time they get to the ninth grade, where their grades really do count, they're already, they already have the mindset and they're already focused. And so in my book, I talk about, hey, here's how you have the conversation in the seventh and eighth grade. Right. Then once we get to the ninth grade, I'm giving them the step-by-step process. Here are the classes. Here's what you need to be doing. Here's how you look for scholarships and grants. Here's when you start practicing for the ACT to SAT, dual enrollment classes. Like it is literally the detailed plan that I wish I had when I was uh, getting into high school. Well, I had, you know, I kind of lived it, which is why I'm enjoying your book. You know, it's really interesting. You know, I come from the inner city. Uh, my father was a truck driver. Mom, she had high school education, six sisters, two brothers. So, 
But at, at 18, I just knew I wanted good credit. For some reason in my mm-hmm. mind, I just said I wanted good credit. And so I understood, for some reason, the value of money at that early age. When I see your book, Debt-Free Degree, the step-by-step guide to getting your kid through college without student loans. So all along, all my friends, you know, some of them went to Prairie View, some went to Southern, some went to Rice University, some went to Purdue University. All my thought was, how could I not owe anybody? That was my yeah. number one mission was, how can I not owe anybody? Because it was, and so what is happening is because people don't think like that. They don't they think they, they think they can just get something and then 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 whine about it. Whoa, they didn't really tell me the facts. But no, hold 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 hold. And so I see people just walk, they won't even pay a debt off. And I'm they just walk away from debt. They okay, I just take the hit. And so really, if we this book is important to me to promote for you. Because if you don't start telling people the responsibility of finances at an early age, they become horrible adults. Yeah, they, they, they really do. And that's something that, you know, us at Ramsey Solutions and myself and my team are really just passionate about doing because I didn't have the education. I was just told, go to college, get a, get a 700 credit score, um, and you'll be successful and get a good mm-hmm. job. When mm-hmm. all of my mentors, from Dave Ramsey, Mark Cuban, is like, man, forget a credit score. Let's just get money in your bank account. You know, let's be, let's be debt-free. Let's just go after our dreams. Let's build wealth. And we're on a mission, not just with this book, just even with, you know, we have one out of uh, three um, our high schools have our um, high school curriculum to where we're trying to bring this information down to the middle schools and high schoolers while they're in school. So that way when they graduate, they know how to budget. They know the difference between a credit card or debit card. They can start purchasing homes at an early age. They can start investing at age 18, 19, and, and building up their Roth 401Ks or the Roth IRA. So what you're saying, you and I are on the same page, that we have to make sure that we don't owe anybody, and we've got to make sure that we're just getting this information out to our young people earlier on. But it also starts by getting this information to their parents, which is why I wrote this book, because they are the number one influencers in their lives. Absolutely. Anthony states, as Anthony, who's speaking on the phone, states there are three main ways to pay cash for college, saving money, finding money and work. And that's what this book amounts to. And also putting forth effort and realizing that look at look at your future postgraduate, look at your future, not at the moment, but down the line. And I think that was a natural thing for me that I picked up along the way. And so if I could figure out a way to not spend money on the bigger picture, spend money on the smaller picture, which would get me to the bigger picture, I understood there was victory at hand. And not, I'm not, I grew up in an era where I was not driven by social media. I was not driven, you know, hey, I, when I was born, they had rotary dial telephones, okay? So that's when, that's the era that I lived through, and I've been fortunate to live through all these different breaks of technology to know that the system that I lived under works today, and that's what you have in this book, Anthony. I Really, really, this is a book I'm recommending, and, um, and if you come through Atlanta, please let me know on your book tour so I can come by and see you and uh, tell my followers to, to come by and uh, buy your book or buy it online, but... You are you got something, my friend, and you keep winning. With it. I appreciate you, man. I really do appreciate the opportunity to share this message, and I love what you're doing too, man. Thanks for all what you're doing for our people and our culture and just the entire world. Well, money making conversations about you. You know, if I don't have, <laughs> I would tell people they say, "Make America great again." It starts with individuals like you, and it starts with saying that individuals like us, people of color, have value. 
And yes. if you don't promote the value of a process, then guess what? You you then you'll be a, a different picture will be painted about you. And uh, yep. as you tour this country, as I've toured it many many years, and I will continue touring in the future, different shades will allow people to think of you differently. Uh, Mr. O'Neill, thank you for coming on my show. I will promote this book. Tell uh, your crew to send me some banners so I can put it on all my social media, and uh, we'll keep winning.